Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is 510 here on this Tuesday, November 14th, 2023, 43 degrees. Sun has already set, dark out. Going to get chilly tonight, so be careful out there if you're going around. The uh, Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Some other things to wrap up before we move on is, um, if you didn't hear, Senator Tim Scott ended his candidacy and exits the GOP primary, suspended his 2024 campaign for president late Sunday, just days after falling short to make a big impression in the third Republican presidential debate in Miami, which was probably the better one out of them so far. So, uh, you know, we wish him the best. He, he, he ran a good campaign. He was stayed away from attacks, stayed away from things but the topics and hit them. And, and you know, we'll, we'll see good things from him moving forward. So it looks like, uh, you know, Florida... Governor Ron DeSantis, the ambassador, Nikki Haley, who was doing a bunch of media today. And she said, uh, you know, she was talking about the anonymous posts and the, the vitrialness that is on social media and such. And, and she came up and said that everyone who posts on social media should have to be verified by the government. And, uh, you know, I understand what she's saying, but probably not the way she should have put it. You know, I don't think it's the government's business. I, you know... Anonymous texters, anonymous people posting on the internet. Yes, they are. They are annoying. They uh, they should be uncloaked. You know, it's easy to post things if you think there's no consequences. It's easy to post things and say things if you think that you're going to be anonymous. But you also get you know some information out there sometimes that is beneficial because of that. Some people who are not allowed to say things or shouldn't be saying things. Get it out there that way. But for the government to verify, for anyone who's or a company to be verified, is um, a step too far, in my opinion. You know, listen, if you don't want to use social media, don't don't use it. Don't be part of it. Don't have an account. And, you know, then you won't see these anonymous, you know, dipsticks that are out there and, and you know, don't want to put their name or who they are behind what they actually say. You know, I'd, I'd respect that more, obviously. But, you know, the same thing goes, you know, I mentioned something. I was talking to a, a big box store manager about their retail theft. And it's just out of control. I mean, in this story that I was talking to you earlier, this California sheriff who took Target the to pass, he goes, while they were there doing this thing, you know, the one they couldn't arrest anybody in the store for, um, a woman came in with her own sh empty shopping bags, went to the detergent aisle, filled them up with body wash or, or the, the personal hygiene aisles, filled these shopping bags up with body washes, then went to the customer service counter to return them. Now, they saw her walk in the store with empty bags. They saw her fill the bags with stock from the shelves on, on video, all on video surveillance. The police are there with their regional head of security for Target. She goes to the counter now obviously you can't get cash for that you get a store credit because you don't have a receipt and they just saw her take these things the store management including their head of regional security said it was better to just give her the store credit and let her leave and not do anything and they could void the store credit 
to where it wouldn't be valid if they come in, but they're going to let her believe that she got store credit and walk out the door. And that's going to be that. You know, those are the things we're seeing out there. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to button that up from the last segment that we have out there. And if you want anything you want to talk about, call 570-883-0098. It looks like the Supreme Court will be adopting its first ever code of conduct. It's the, uh, they announced Monday it will honor of code of conduct for the first time in its 234-year history. All the justices signed off on it. For most part, they're saying the rules and principles are nothing new. And, and you'll, you'll see here, this is from all of them, all the justices. Not a single justice is saying on either side, well, you know, this should be more or this should be less, or we shouldn't be doing this. They're all in lockstep because as we've dictated out, as we've outlined before on this show, I know they want to point fingers at Clarence Thomas. They want to point fingers at the conservative justice to say, oh, my God, look at the trips they're taking. Look at the vacations. Look at the plane trips. Look at the boat trips they're taking. Look at the things they've gotten. And I've listed them that they've all done it, from Sandra Day O'Connor to the justices now who make force universities to buy boxes and cases of books before Sonia Sotomayor will go there to give a speech because, you know, they have to get that money. They all make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in these off-topic things. So, you know, I understand the media has tried to point this one way or another. And you have the critics now saying, well, there's it's great that there's this code of ethics now. It's great they're all signed on to it, but there's no enforcement mechanism. What if they don't abide by this? Well, that's where an honest media, that's where an honest review brings it to light and says, hey, you know, this is what happened. And if a crime committed, a crime was committed. I'm all for, you know, an ethic code of ethics for our Supreme Court. I, what I'm not all for is media and entities picking and choosing when it's good for and when it's bad for. You know, obviously they want to target conservative justices when I've pointed out, I've rambled off list after list of uh, liberal Supreme Court justices that have done the same, that do the same. And that's why they have also signed off on this code of conduct that doesn't have an enforcement mechanism. And if you're going to be critical of that, be critical of the entire Supreme Court, not just the ones that you don't like. And we've seemed to gotten further and further from a standard where there are either rules or there's not. We either enforce rules or we don't because we're running into brick walls as a nation by doing this. Well, we look the other way when it's certain people or we enforce it to the full extent of the law in other cases. And we've seen it time and time again. And, and quite literally, it's tearing this nation apart. Either we have standards or we don't. We have rules or we don't. We have laws or we don't. You cannot pick and choose because that's when people get angry. That's when people have had enough. And we are literally tearing our country apart with the nonsense that we've been doing as far as unequal justice systems, unequal investigations, unequal application of things like a, um, a code of conduct rules. And we have legislatures... Lawmakers, whatever you'd like to call them, 
that are just not doing the job of the people. You do realize three days the government shuts down, right? We're three days. Friday, government shuts down. Now there is all but a cert for certain continuing resolution that's going to kick the can down the road to the new year. There are some in the Freedom Caucus that say they're going to try and put a stop to it and shut down the government. We cannot keep spending at the length we're at. We cannot keep doing the way we're doing things because look at where we're at. $33 trillion trillion in debt, decreased bond ratings, and the rest. We need to do better. A code of conduct for the first ever code of conduct, and again, unanimous code of conduct, written and approved by all the Supreme Court justices. They may not agree on the cases they hear, but I think it's very telling that they agree 100% on their first ever adopted code of conduct. And the media and the people who want to try and weaponize because they don't like the politics or they don't like the stances of some justices need to uh, open their eyes to that. Let's go to the phone real quick. We have uh, Lorraine from Hazleton with a joke. Hey, Lorraine, how are you? Oh, hanging in. Sexy's back. I didn't talk to you in a while. (laughs) There you go. Are you doing all right? Well, if you want the truth... I'll talk to you after the show, but if you want me to tell, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're good enough to lie to me, then you're doing okay, I guess. <laughs> okay, I'll lie to you. I'm fine. <laughs> Listen, now, Jake said I told you this joke. Now, I say I didn't. I told it on everybody's show but yours. I'm, did I tell you the one about a, a husband and wife getting a divorce, yes or no? Don't, ring a bell? Don't know off the top of my head, no. I don't. If I get going and you heard it before, you could just stop me. Okay. Because I think he's wrong. <laughs> anyway, there was a husband and a wife, but the husband decided to call his son up. Does it sound familiar so far? No. Nope. Okay. Okay. He told his son, son, I'm just calling you up to let you know after 64 years of marriage, your mother and I are getting a divorce. I can't stand her. She can't stand me. Oh, and the son said, oh, Pop, Pop, what are you talking about? Don't do that. After all this while, please don't. Father said, that's it. It's settled. So long. So then, okay, the, the son decides to go talk to his sister, Mary. So after discuss, discussing the matter, uh, they decided they were going to, you know, go try to talk some sense into them. So the son called the father back. And he said, Pop, please don't do anything yet. Mary and I are are going to come home and we're going to try to talk some sense into you and Mom. Please don't do anything yet. So, okay, they hung up. The husband looked lovingly at his wife and said, Honey, it worked. The kids will be home for Christmas. (laughs) That's a good one. That is a good one. I I may even have to use that. We'll see. Yeah, so I did not tell you that joke. No, nope, <laughs> right? you didn't. You didn't tell me that joke. I didn't think so. So there, I covered all four territories <laughs> because I got hell for reading a poem to you from another certain person I won't mention, and I get hell for re- in the in the morning for the joke. Oh my God, I'm getting heck all over the place. <laughs> well, you don't get heck from me, Lorraine. You don't get heck from me, and I, I hope I hope your week turns around. I hope you're doing better, even though you lied to me and said you were okay. I lied to you. <laughs> now I gotta go to confession. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, well, shake it easy, like my mother used to say. 
All right, Lorraine, you have a great night. Thank you for calling. You too, so long. Bye-bye. It's uh, 522 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Well, thank you very much, Rob. This Penteladata Internet Traffic Update. We are looking at some slowing on 81 through the Wilkes-Barre area. Not, it's not too bad. We don't have any major backups on the interstates, any of our interstates this afternoon. Now, it is pretty jammed up on Wilkes-Barre Township Boulevard, Route 309, between Cole Street and Blackman Street. And other than that, not much to speak of on this Tuesday evening. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K traffic. No dips? <laughs> no, no dips. No, there's some dips on 81. Yeah. I mean, dipping below the speed limit. Uh, other than there are other dips driving too i'm sure but yeah. i didn't say any that. update on somebody shooting at somebody on 81 here in is Pittston? on 81 in Pittston. yeah oh i gotta pull that story up then uh yeah the police took a report that somebody said that somebody shot at their vehicle at the Pittston exit on 81 south they didn't say north or south but 81 near the Pittston exit it wasn't me happened Monday or Sunday? Really? No, I didn't yeah. see any updates on that. I'll pull it up. And it wasn't me. And they weren't shooting at me because I drive like crap sometimes. I guess the person was home and, and I oh. the police. I don't know if they were what what the story was. Would have been I a little shaken by. But then how do you yeah. how do you make a report on that? You're see, you're a police officer. How do you actually do a report on that and figure it out? Well, you're taking the complaint from the person, so you'd go to their house and you'd get the details and you fill out a police report and then it gets investigated. Um, mm. You know, there's enough surveillance on 81 where they could figure something out. Mm. And if there was any damage to the car, they could tell at that point, you know, that it was legitimate or not. But why would you make something up like that? I, I hope not. But the police did respond to the person's house when they got home, and he said he was shot at while driving on 81. But they didn't say north or south, but they did say near the Pittston exit. That would be very scary. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. They had one a couple months ago here as well. You know, they did catch the person, though. There was a road rage incident where someone shot at the car and uh, actually hit the car. That's why I need to start being nicer when I drive. Yes. Because that's a real thing. That's a bad thing. Good idea. Well, here's the storm. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, becoming clear and cold, low 29. Wednesday, mostly sunny and warmer, high 55. Thursday, mostly sunny and mild, high 60. Friday, increased clouds and showers, uh, high 59. Saturday, rain ending early. Your parade should be okay from what they're saying. Breezy and chilly, though, in the afternoon, high 45. Sunday, breezy and chilly with some flurries, high 44. It's currently 43 degrees and clear. It's uh, 524 here at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 528, 42 degrees, degrees outside. Temperature's going down. Um, you know, we were talking about that uh, possible shooting on 81. I'm getting the news from uh, WBRE. It happened Saturday morning. Victim shot at twice on Interstate 81 around 11 a.m. Saturday near the Pittston DuPont exits. Suspect in a dark blue or black BMW. They're looking for tips. They're looking for anyone who may have witnessed a shooting on Interstate 81 near Pittston. DuPont exit on Veterans Day weekend around 11 a.m. Saturday morning. Two shots were fired at an Avoca man driving along Interstate 81, according to the Pennsylvania State Police. 
Investigators said they believe someone in a dark blue or black BMW shot at the victim's car in the area of mile marker 175.5, the Pittston-DuPont exit area. State police are asking for any witnesses to come forward if they saw the alleged shooting take place. If you believe you have information they can use, call the Pennsylvania State Police Wilkes-Barre at 570-822-5400. So, yeah, I I knew I saw that somewhere, and it happened this weekend on Saturday at 11 o'clock. So be careful when you're driving out there. Stay away from those road rage incidents. Yogi, I know I didn't get a chance to check my old Craftsman snowblower for that axle pin. Uh, I did fire up my new errands, and it uh, everything's going good th- so far. Just uh, need some snow to try it out. So we'll see what happens there. There was a report the border crisis could cost the U.S. taxpayer $451 billion. The influx of migrants across the country's southern border could cost taxpayers $451 billion, a report released Monday by the U.S. House Homeland Security Committee. The fourth report released by the committee says the tab includes housing, education, property damage done by migrants, law enforcement, and health care costs. A report from the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services show that emergency services for undocumented aliens added up to $7 billion in fiscal year 2021, $5.4 billion in fiscal year 2022, with migrants receiving at least $8 billion in improper Medicaid payouts, 10% of the nation's total of $80 billion. We are improperly paying out 10% of our nation's total of Medicaid to illegal immigrants. Migrants are also putting a strain on the nation's criminal justice infrastructure with the cost adding up to $8.95 billion in fiscal year 2022. It's unconscionable for Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and President Joe Biden to force the American people to pick up the tab for a crisis their border policies created. Communities across the country from the smallest border town in our lo- to our largest city are dealing with depleted emergency resources, public housing crisis, overwhelming public school systems, damaged and destroyed property, and overwhelming law enforcement costs. Burdens those hardworking taxpayers were never prepared for and should not be forced to play to pay. The Federation of American Immigration Reform estimates that in 2021-2022 school year, 5.1 million public school students, 6.5% of the total, were the children of illegal migrants. Most of them, 3.8 million, qualify as limited English proficiency students, costing taxpayers $59 billion, while those not classified as LEP learners cost taxpayers $16.9 billion. In total... billion due to the manufactured crisis at our border. Better start waking up. It's unsustainable. It's 533 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Hey, you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio 538. Hopefully your day is done. You're headed home, ready to sit down for dinner. Whatever suits your fancy. Go out for dinner. Whatever. 42 degrees and clear outside. Getting colder. Dark out already.
hate these uh, short sunsets before five o'clock. I don't think it's it's gonna the sun's gonna set till after five o'clock for another month. Well, a coalition of 26 state attorney generals is calling on the new U.S. Speaker of the House to pass a Florida-sponsored bill that would grant states the authority to enforce federal immigration law when the federal government refuses to do so. The AGs, led by Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, sent a letter to Speaker Mike Johnson on Monday They called for Congress to pass U.S. Representative Bill Posse's bill, the Immigration Enforcement Partnership Act. It was first uh, filed, the measure, in 2022 and again in March 2023. On day one, President Joe Biden began intentionally dismantling our public safety immigration structure, Moody said. The President and U.S. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas have outright ignored federal law, and we have uncovered numerous secret plans to allow for mass release of unvetted and inadmissible migrants, she said, referring to Florida border-related lawsuits against the administration. Posse's bill, H.R. 1337, would allow state officials to require the DHS secretary to enforce federal immigration law in certain circumstances. It gives DHS the option to enforce the law or deputize state officials to carry out the federal immigration duties instead. According to the bill, state attorney generals would identify how DHS isn't fulfilling its non-discretionary duties under Title II of the Immigration and Naturalization Act, which includes arresting, detaining, and removing criminal and arriving illegal immigrants. It also requires the courts to expedite proceeding related to these actions to the greatest extent practicable according to the summary of the bill. So just more of that out there. And again, this is totally a manufactured crisis. Yes, we do need immigration reform. Cannot do that without a secure border. Cannot do that when we're letting an unfettered access of whoever wants to come in here come in. It's uh, 541 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. All right. Thank you, Rob. This traffic update, this Pentella Data Internet traffic update is brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. We're really not seeing any problems at the moment. It looks pretty good. Seems like smooth sailing throughout Northeast PA. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight becoming mostly clear and cold, low 29. Wednesday mostly sunny and warmer, high 55. Thursday mostly sunny and mild, high 60. Friday increasing clouds with showers late, high 59. Saturday rain ending early. Breezy and chilly in the afternoon. You should be okay for the parade weather, be it Scranton or here in Wilkesbury. With a high of 45, Sunday breezy and chilly with some flurries possible, high 44. It's currently 42 degrees here at 542 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 546 here on this Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. 42 degrees and clear outside. It's going to be cold tonight. See some breaking news coming over that the Biden administration has renewed a 120-day waiver allowing Iraq to pay Iran for electricity. They're saying that this is added that Iran could only use the funds for humanitarian trade, but it's estimated to bring the Iranian government $10 billion. 
and it happened after 5 o'clock today, and it was sent to congressional committees to review by tomorrow. Interesting how that happens. The State Department sends Congress a waiver likely giving Iran access to $10 billion just sent before 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to prevent review by key committees until the morning. More will be coming in. See, that's, that's the kind of thing that's going on. How do... How does your average American look at Washington seriously when something like that happens? You know, after five after business hours, you send something like that that needs to be done. You know, it's how do you not look at that and, and be skeptical or cynical or, or conspiratorial? It's just that there's there's ways to do things and there's ways not to do things. And I, I think we've all seen in our personal lives, in our business lives, wherever we work, when something like that happens, you just shake your head and go, yeah, politics. Sneaky, sneaky, nonsense politics. Or, you know, when you know who's going to get a position before they even get it, you know, depending on how, oh, we have to advertise for this, but you know they already picked someone. It's just incredible, especially with everything like that going on. Um and, and yeah, okay, it's only going to be used for humanitarian reasons, but we, we know how that works. If you give somebody money for something that it's dedicated for and can only use for that, doesn't it free up the money? I mean, if, if someone gave me money for my car payments, and I'm guaranteed that money for my car payments, wouldn't that free up my money that I have that I was going to put towards the car payments to do whatever I want with it? So, okay, your money that you gave me is just going to the car payments. That's 100% true. But now I have all this extra money that I could do things with. And that's what's going on in these places. And the government looks at us with a serious face and says, oh, they're not using any of this money for anything like that. Yeah, okay. Are you possibly that dumb? Appears they are. Good news coming out of the Middle East is Israel and Hamas are near a deal to release uh, 70 women children held hostage for for the five-day truce. Now, it's still in the planning stages. I know President Biden was specifically asked about this today, and he said he wasn't going to comment on it because there's a lot of, uh, I, I forget how he put it. It was some mumbling way, but basically said the right thing and said he wasn't going to comment on it because it's things are still in motion. That's kind of a synopsis of what he said, which is the proper thing to say. But, uh, you know, he said when asked about this earlier, he said he believes it's going to happen. And uh, Israel will be turning over Hamas prisoners that they've captured for these hostages. So it's just not a good natured, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to have this stand down, this pause, and you're going to give us prisoners which I've said from the start, for every hour that there's a pause, a hostage should have been turned over. And if an hour goes by that that hostage isn't turned over, I'm sorry, we're back to square one. You know, there's been reports now there's a three-year-old American hostage being held by Hamas. We don't hear about that much. Parents were Americans were killed in the original attack. Still American hostages there. Still 33 Americans that were killed. You don't see this. You know, I went through the, the social media platforms of uh, – because because John Fetterman's been getting beat up pretty well about his support for Israel when it comes to this. And, and you know what? Like him or not, he's he stood his ground. 
he has not swayed to the progressive side of, of his caucus that usually sides with him and defends him. The, I, I, the, the point that they were arresting pro-Palestinian protesters at the Capitol building for a, doing a sit-in at one of the senator's offices outside, and he walked by with an Israeli flag waving it, laughing at them. You know, that was, uh, that was like level 10. Gotcha. But uh, you know, I, I looked up our other Pennsylvania senator, Senator Casey. Do you know on his private, on his personal, I shouldn't say private, on his personal, because most members of Congress, most member senators, they have their personal social media tag, and then they have their professional Senator Bob Casey. And the other one is just Bob Casey Jr. or Robert Casey Jr. And one's his, his private that he, he po- they post on both every day. So it's not like he does not use it for anything. He posts about everything on both of them. But one's his, his professional public record senator social media account. The other one is his personal. He has not said a word about anything related to the Middle East on his personal Twitter account, X now. From October 7th, when this started, nothing about anything. Not a single word about the Americans killed, not a single word about American hostages, not a single word about Israel, not a single word about the Palestinians, not a single word about anything on his prior one. On his senatorial, his professional Senator X account, formerly Twitter, he's posted his standard middle of the road. Again, not a single thing about Americans killed. Not a single thing about American hostages, but the standard middle of the road, I'm not going to differentiate one way or another. I stand with Israel. I stand with their right to defend themselves, but the innocent people of Palestine need help. That's an overview of the kind of post that he's posted. Not a lot, but typical... Bob Casey, I'm not going to commit one way or another. I'm not going to be controversial. I'm not going to have a stance one way or another. I'm going to play the middle of the road. It's an election season. It's all I care about. Again, that's my hyperboil to that, but that's exactly what we know him for. You know, and then he's listing each of the counties that he's done things for. Look at the counties that I brought money to. Yes, Bob, you're returning our tax dollars to us. I get it. You, you want to be applauded for that? And again, what I, when I talk about a Bob Casey, when I talk about uh, a Matt Cartwright, when I talk about our governor, when I talk about any politician, when I talk about Republican politicians, which I talk about here, or I talk about, you know, Chermack here of Lackawanna County, I don't dislike them as people. I don't hate them. I don't, I, I think they're all nice guys and gals, some of them. They're all very personable when you meet them. I've had interactions with pretty much all of them. When I take a stance against them, it's it's purely because of their professional sta- uh, their professional position. And, and I want to make that clear, and that should be clear in politics. I mean, you have people out there that vitrally hate politicians. Like like I just hate you, and I I've never understood that. 
there, first of all, there's very few people in this world that I literally hate. Very few. Matter of fact, it would be hard to think of some. I mean, I, I'm not talking about people in history or people. I'm talking about people that that I know that I've had contact with that I've that I, that have some kind of impact on my life. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me not letting have anyone that power to turn me to take up that space in my head to hate them. But I, I've seen it here. I mean, there are people with these politicians, and you've, we've seen it with sports figures. We've seen it with. It's just incredible how we need to draw that line where, okay, you don't agree with them politically. You don't agree with some of the things they do. You don't agree with them personally. What's the reason to hate them? I just don't get it. So, I, I you know, when I see these things, and again, I, I check what, what are our politicians saying, you know, for the past month on social media? What are the things they're talking about? And I went through Bob Casey's today. And and to be quite honest, it wasn't anything surprising, you know, his middle of the road. It did surprise me that he's not said a single word on his private social media account about what's going on in the Middle East. From the 50, now 53 attacks on our soldiers to dead American citizens in Israel to hostages being held by Hamas to anything related to that. He hasn't said a word on his private social media page on Twitter, now now X. So something to take into account. But again, if you know Bob Casey, it doesn't surprise you. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio on this Tuesday, November 14th. Remember, the government shuts down in three days. You maybe want to call your congressman and say, hey, what's going on? We'll be here tomorrow to do it again. You guys have a good night. God bless. Be safe. And we'll see you tomorrow.